1: That's D-R-S-V-O-B-O-D-A. Hello, and welcome to Living With Reality. I'm Paula Crossfield, your host and Dr. Svoboda's media manager. On this episode of the podcast, we are sharing the stories of Lord Krishna. This is from a talk that Dr. Svoboda gave recently where he told these stories, and we genuinely hope that you enjoy it. Before we jump in, we wanted to let you know that this month, May, is the only month to join the Satsanga subscription, which is the best-priced option if you'd like to have access to over 120 hours worth of courses on the Vedic sciences taught by Dr. Svoboda. You also get access to new live courses every month and Q&As every month where you can ask your questions. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to DrSaboda.teachable.com and select the Satsanga subscription. And that information will also be available in the show notes. Enjoy the stories of Krishna.
2: Om Shringana Shaina Maham. Wakritanda Mahakaya Surikoti Samaprabham. Nirvignam Gurume Deva Sarvakari Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo, Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasma Shri Gurve Namah. Sarva Mangala Mangalye, Shiva Sarvartya Saddike, Sharanya Triyambake Gauri, Narayani Namastate. Om Triyambakam Mijamahe Sugandim Prashtivardhanam. Uruvarukami vabandhanan mṛtyor mukshi yamamrita atu. Mukam karuti vachalam pangum langayate girim yat krupa tamaham vande paramananda madhavan. Mukam karuti vachalam.
3: He makes those who are mute, who cannot talk, he makes them speak. Pangum langayate
2: girim. He makes those who are lame
3: to climb mountains. Yat krupa tamaham one day. I bow down to that mercy. The mercy of whom? Paramananda Madhavam to Madhava to Krishna. He, that is, he is that Krishna who is the incarnation of Vishnu number eight in the 10 avatar schema that we have. And it's interesting, you know. Vishnu, Vishnu does not have. Vishnu has temples in many places, but Vishnu does not have a um, a, 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 a a an ongoing presence on Earth. Shiva, Shiva has a summer home in at Mount Kailasha, and he has a winter home in Benares. So Shiva is whether you can access him there or not is a different matter. That depends on you. But Vishnu, that way, does not have a specific ongoing location on earth. He comes down in the form of avatars. And so, Krishna is number, avatar number eight, and he is known as Purnatmuk Purushottama. Purushottama means the supreme incarnation of personhood the Supreme Personality of the Godhead, as some call him. Lord Rama, Ramachandra, is often called Marjada Purushottama. Marjada means he has limitations. His Shakti was separate from him. His uh, uh, the, the force the, that he used to accomplish much of what he did, Hanumanji, was separate from him. His brothers were separate. He willfully limited himself to show how people like you and me, who are limited, how we can work with our environments, our surroundings, with reliable others to achieve great things. Krishna, yes, he had <clears throat> friends. Yes, he had lovers. Yes, he had uh. When he was a king, he had subjects. When he, he he had all of them, but he was always separate from them. He was always in his own space, and therefore he really uh, was beyond everything. He he was, as Vimalananda liked to say, he had the Siddhis of Khartoum, <clears throat> that which was doable, a Khartoum, that which was not doable, but that he could do anyway, and anyata kartum, that which was not even thinkable, but that he could do anyway. So Krishna is beyond. It is said that while he was on earth, Shani Maharaj, Saturn, was able to influence him on a couple of occasions. But other than that, he did exactly as he pleased. And exactly as he pleased generally meant that he would spend some time with some of those people who loved him, and then he would leave them. He would abandon them. And he did that deliberately because he wanted them to remember him and to crave him and to forget everything else in the world but him so that when they died, they would come to him so krishna is an avatara and as he says in the bhagavad gita tadatmanam i take birth whenever dharma undergoes glani uh, there's basically three words in sanskrit for fatigue there is shrama Physical fatigue, klama, the mental fatigue, and glani means spiritual fatigue. That when when the entire world is is it it, it kind of like we're in it right now is has disconnected from its relationship with Dharma. And when a Dharma, the opposite of Dharma, is standing up and, and acting boldly, that's when the avatara comes down. And that's when Krishna came down, when things were at a very serious condition. To protect and to save those who are good. To destroy those who are evildoers dharma is some and to reestablish dharma so that those people who remain will be able to easily identify the dharma that they should follow, sambhavami, you gay. I am reborn again and again so that I can continue doing this. And so this applies to all of Vishnu's avatars, but it applies particular to particularly to Krishna, because yes, Lord Rama has the Ramayana. It's a very extensive tale of of his life. But Krishna's tales really in a certain way are even more extensive. They go in more directions. He he does more things. The Ramayana is maybe about one-fifth the size of the Mahabharata, and the mahabharata while it has lots of things in it mahabharata is fundamentally a story of uh, of the great war of the mahabharata but that war was was created by krishna managed by krishna and the ultimate result was never in doubt because that was the result that krishna desired so it, it, my point in saying all this is that there is to try to encompass everything that is krishna in just a few minutes is quite impos- impossible so i'm just going to talk about some of the some of the stories of krishna that i personally like that i personally like to remember and relate to and of course that begins with with his birth which is one of the one of the really important nights of the year. Vimalananda used to say there were four important nights of the year. Maharatri, that's Mahashivaratri. Moharatri, that's holy. Uh, uh, sorry, Kururaratri is holy. Moharatri is Krishna uh, Janmashtami. And then Kalaratri is uh, Narakchiturdishi, the night before uh, Diwali. So Moharatri, one of the four most important nights of the year, because at midnight on that night, Rama was born at midday, because Rama, even though his name is Rama Chandra, Chandra meaning moon, he belongs to the Suryavamsha. His family is of the sun, whereas Krishna, his family is of the moon. So naturally, he'd be born in the middle of the night. But he was not born on a full moon he is curiously born in an ashtami which is it was not which is regarded as being a very challenging tithi because it is halfway between being new and full and of course in a way this is who krishna was he was he was he was a very slippery character he was always appearing to do this and appearing to do that And he was always, he would show up here, and then suddenly he would show up over there. And so Ashtami probably, well, obviously, is the right day for him to be born. And he was born to Vasudeva and Devaki of the Yadava clan. They were the descendants of Yadu, who was related to, uh, who was the child of, uh Sharmishta uh, and Yayati and Sharmishta was the daughter of the king of the Asuras. So that's also an interesting thing. Krishna has an association with the planet Shukra, who's the guru of the Asuras. Krishna, far back in his lineage, actually has some Asura blood in him because he is beyond all of that Asura and Devata sort of thing. He is completely beyond everything. So he is born to Devaki and her husband Vasudeva. And Devaki's brother is a tyrant. His name is Kamsa. And Kamsa has been told that one child of Devaki is going to kill him. So Kamsa being a real thug, every time Devaki has a child, Kamsa will come and smash the child on a rock and kill the child immediately some kind of brother to have so the first six children and 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 there there are mythological explanations for why this happened but in any event the first six children were killed child number 7 was moved by vishnu from the womb of devaki to the womb of rohini rohini who was vasudeva's first wife who is living at the house of Vasudeva's friend Nanda in Vraja. So Vraja is a few kilometers away from Mathura. Vasudeva and Devaki are in prison. They have been in prison for years and years and years. Krishna is the eighth child of Devaki. And Krishna, is uh, he comes from the womb of Devaki. But after he is born at midnight, all of a sudden, all of the doors in the prison automatically open. And Vasudeva takes Krishna and walks out of the prison. All of the guards are asleep or they've they've fainted. In any event, they're not paying attention. And Vasudeva carries Krishna in the heavy rain. And Lord Shesha, on whom Vishnu sleeps, Lord Shesha comes in the form of a giant serpent and covers them with his hood. So Krishna will not be disturbed and Vasudeva's uh, flight, his, his uh, movements will not be hampered. They come to the banks of the Yamuna, and it's, Krishna is born at the latter part of the rainy season, and there is tremendous water in the Yamuna, and the concept of having to cross it to get to, to Vreja, to, to, to Vrindavan, And Gokul is, I mean, Vasudeva can't see how he's going to do it, except that as soon as the Yamuna notices that he's there, the Yamuna parts the waters and allows him to cross, kind of like Rama is able to cross the ocean and Moses crossed the Red Sea. And Anyway, he gets to uh, Vraj and he exchanges Krishna, the baby Krishna, for the newborn daughter of his good friend, Nanda, of, of his, Nanda's wife, Yashoda. And he brings the baby back and uh, remains there. And then the next morning, Kamsa comes and says, "Ah, oh, you've got a child. And they say, well, but she's a girl. How is she gonna kill you? And Kamsa says, ah, this is, uh, I'm gonna kill her anyway. So she, he smashes the baby on the rock, and the moment that the baby hits the rock, she transforms herself into the enormous and very impressive-looking goddess Yogamaya, who, of course, Maya, Vishnu's Yogamaya, and she says, Murak, fool, the agent of your death is already born and is hidden safely away. Ha, 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 ha and she disappears. So, Krishna is the child of Devaki, but Devaki sees him just after he was born and then does not see him again for many years. So, that, this, is the, this is the first act of Krishna's life. He gives darshan to his mother, and then he disappears and of course his mother has had eight uh, six children die one child be taken away and now the second child be taken away so he has created the situation where his mother is now going to focus on him continuously and that's what he wanted her to do meanwhile he goes to Vrindavan and he is he is raised by Yeshoda, Vimalananda you like to use to say Look at her name, Yashoda is Yashas plus Da. Yashas means fame. Da means gives or is the giver of. So Yashoda is the woman who's because of her shakti, she is the one who makes Krishna so well known in the world. So Krishna grows up. At, they're not far away from Mathura, uh, eight eight kilometers or something. But they are far enough away that he can be protected from Kamsa. Now, this, of course, does not stop Kamsa from trying to kill him. And he sends various demons, Trunavarta and Keshi and Pralamba and Agasura, and Krishna kills all the demons and makes it look almost like an accident or like a coincidence or something. Because he doesn't want people to know exactly who he is and what his Leela is, because otherwise there would not be much of a Leela. If everybody knew he was the universe incarnate on earth, they would all be falling down at his feet and never daring to even talk to him. As we see, that's what happened to Arjuna after he had the vision of the universal form, as it's described in the Bhagavad Gita. After he has that vision. He says, oh, my God, Krishna, if, if I have ever, ever spoken to you with the, with any, the least disrespect, I, cra- I bow down at your feet and crave your pardon because I had no clue. I mean, I knew you were, uh, you were very capable and, and you were divine, but I had no clue you were the entire universe. So Krishna could not allow people to know that. I mean, he allowed his mother once to see that also. She also saw the universal form. When he had eaten some dirt, dirt meaning earth, earth meaning the whole, the entire planet, the 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 universe. So she forced him to open his mouth, and when he did, she saw the entire universe in his mouth. And then that was uh, TMI. That was overload for her. She completely could not, could not grasp it, could not grok it. It was not working. So Krishna with great compassion erased that memory from her because he, he, he said if everybody ends up this way there will be no leela and that Krishna is here on earth he came to earth for his leela so he was brought up by Nanda and Yashoda and all of the gopis uh, go, gopis and gopas a gopa is a cow herd a gopi is a female cow herd And he did all kinds of exciting things. He swallowed a forest fire. He would steal butter and cause, and and his mother would tie him to the churn with the churning rope. So he couldn't get away. He he had a lot of fun. He danced on the serpent Kalia in the Yamuna and caused Kalia to improve. Um, he decided that it was foolish for the people of Vrindavan to worship Indra and all of the Vedic gods. So he said, you should worship the Govardhan Hill. It does all of these wonderful things for you. And what has Indra been doing for you lately? So Indra heard this and said, ah, well, I will show you how clever I am. And then he caused the rain to start to Fall continuously for days and days, kind of a Noah class event. And Krishna paid no attention whatsoever. Instead of building an ark, he took the Govardhan Hill on his little finger and lifted it above his head. And all the inhabitants of Vrindavan and all of the cows and everything that needed to be protected were under the Govardhan Hill. And he just remained there until Indra got tired of sending the rain and came down and bowed down to Krishna, and Krishna said, okay, Indra, you can remain as king of the gods, but please don't expect that we're going to pay so much attention to you as we had in the past. Have a nice day. So Krishna had a lot of fun with all of these, with all of these, um, with this cast of characters in Vrindavan, and one of the one of the incidents I personally like the best and Nanda like the best because there's a wonderful song about it and it's, the song is And what this means is on the banks of the Yamuna, the son of Nanda, that's Krishna, threw a stone and broke the water pot that was on my head and it called all the water to flow out. And of course, the, I mean this is a, this was a literal meaning. I'm sure that Krishna did this to some of these girls, but it, there is an esoteric meaning to it also. Yamuna also always represents the Chandra Nadi flows in the left nostril. Krishna is from the Chandra Vamsha, and Chandra means it uh, represents bhakti. The gopis are all the other nadis in the body. Krishna is the soul. Krishna connects to each nadi. Uh, He did with the gopis in Vrindavan. He did with his 16,000 wives in Dwarka. 16,000 out of the 72,000 nadis in the body, 16,000 are most important. The water pot is the head, which is full of juice. And in this case, juice is not just hormones, but it's tastes and emotions mostly. So these gopis had all the standard human emotions. And what Krishna did was by breaking that pot, by, by causing, causing the head to no longer be able to have that intact but kind of poisonous personality of a standard human being, Krishna lightened the gopi of her burden. She made, he made them enlightened. And then she's able to see Krishna not just in his not just in his human form, she's able to see him in his in a non-human form also. She's able to see him in an astral form. and then, then she doesn't want to see anything else. All she wants to do is dance with him in the Rasa-lila. And so he he also once went to uh, forced all the gopis. The gopis had come down to bathe, and he, he stole their clothes, and of course this was embarrassing, but it was also esoteric. He forced them to leave the coverings, the five Mahabhutas, the three gunas, and the six tastes, all of the things that obscure kundalini. So by opening them, awakening kundalini, and connecting them directly to him, then they were able, <clears throat> all of the prawn and their bodies were able to start dancing with him. And then what did he do?
2: <clears throat>
3: then he abandoned them. And they, uh, they were not taking that at all. They, the chariot that was going to take him away, they draped themselves on the wheels. They, they pleaded and begged with a who was going to drive him away, but it, that, didn't, that had no effect on him. And again, he did this because he wanted the gopis to remember who he was and to always be craving to reconnect to him. And he went back to Matra. And what did he do there? He killed all kinds of demonic foes, including Kamsa, because his job is to kill all the evildoers. And he he establishes the city of Dwarka. And he gets involved with the, uh, with the Pandavas, especially with Arjuna. And <clears throat> he is, um, he's just keeps doing, he's doing all sorts of things. Um, and, but he starts to spend quite a bit of time with the, with the Pandavas because Arjuna becomes a dear friend of his. And because he knows He of course knows that Karna is also a Pandava, but Karna will not let anyone tell him. uh, Tell he will not let Krishna tell anyone that he's a Pandava. Kunti will not let will not testify to that. So Krishna is manipulating all sorts of different situations in a very ongoing kind of way. One of the incidents that I particularly am fond of during uh, during this sort of middle time in his life was the the occasion in which he uh, blessed draupadi <clears throat> and he blessed draupadi in more than one way of course at the time of the vastra harana when um, when they in the after the dice game they wanted to take to strip her naked he he made her her sari endless so that it was impossible for her to become naked so he always took care of draupadi And there was a point during the time that the Pandavas were exiled and they were out in the forest, kind of like Rama, et cetera, were out in the forest, but for a shorter period of time. Draupadi prayed to Krishna and said, oh, Krishna, we're having trouble finding food. You are the anadatta. You are the giver of food. Please help us out. So Krishna said, okay, here you are. Here's the Akshaya Patra. Akshaya means cannot be uh, 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 depleted. The vessel that will not deplete. And Krishna said, it will give you endless food for one day, which was important because Bhima, uh, the number three um, uh, Pandava, had a terrific appetite, kind of like an elephant. So he could eat amazing amounts of food. So the vessel would create endless food every day until Draupadi finished feeding of eating herself for that day. Once she herself had stopped eating for that day, that was the end uh, of the pot. The pot then would not would not work until the next day. And at one point, somehow, the enemy of the Pandavas, the chief enemy, was Duryodhana, the number one man among the Kauravas, At some point, somehow, he was able to please the extremely irritable Rishi Durvasas. And Durvasas even gave him a boon. So Duryodhana, instead of thinking of a good boon, like, please enlighten me, or please make my mind clear or something, no. Duryodhana's desire for a boon was, please go visit my cousins in the forest after Draupadi has finished eating because then he knew that if Dharvasas went there and asked for something to eat and there was no food in the Akshayapatra, then Durvasas, who is extremely irritable, would curse them, and that would be the end of Duryodhana's problem. That was the idea of Duryodhana. So Durvasas went there and arrived and said, we we, we have arrived. Uh, We are ready to eat. And Draupadi said, "Mm, I will start preparing food. And so they said, we will go down to the river and bathe because we must bathe before we have our food. And so Draupadi uh, had eaten and she realized that there was no hope whatsoever unless she was able to somehow connect with Krishna. So in utter desperation, because everybody knew about Durvasas, In utter desperation, she calls Krishna and says, Krishna, trahimam, pahimam, uh, uh, this is the end. Uh, You know about durvasas, Uh, unless you do something, this is the end. And Krishna showed up and said he was very hungry and he would like some food. And Draupadi became a little bit exasperated and said, Krishna, I have... Prayed to you because I do not have any food. If I had had some food, would I have prayed to you? No, I have the Akshaya Patra thanks to you. I do not have any food, what am I going to do? So Krishna said, mm, check the Patra more carefully. It, I think you may not have washed it perfectly. So Draupadi examined the pot very carefully and found one grain of rice and one tiny fragment of a vegetable. And Krishna ate the grain of rice and the tiny fragment of the vessel. And he said, ah, I have become totally satisfied by my meal. And because Krishna is the embodiment of the entire universe, he spread that satisfaction with his meal in the entire direction all around him. And that spread to Durvasas and his disciples also. And suddenly, Dharvasa and his disciples, who were looking forward to a good meal, suddenly they find that they are completely full. They can't even imagine, envision eating anything for the rest of the day, maybe not even tomorrow. And then they don't even bother to go back to the Pandavas because they had said, we want to be fed, and now they won't be able to eat, and that would be a big insult, and that would itself... Create a problem for them. So everything was taken care of, and everything was, and Draupadi was again saved. And it, it, for me, it's like, you know, Krishna could have done this in so many different ways, but he wanted to make a point, and he made his point. He did it the way that he wanted to do it, and the job got done. As, as, Pretty much everybody knows from the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna became Arjuna's charioteer during the Kurukshetra war. And, of course, during the war, many, many Kshatriyas were killed, and this was Krishna's purpose. Uh, in his form as Rama, he killed all sorts of Rakshasas and other people. In his form of, uh, of Bhargava, Parashurama, he killed all kinds of kshatriyas. Here also, he did not kill them himself, though. He arranged for them to be killed. He arranged for them to kill one another. And when it was time for his own vamsha, his own clan, the Yadavas, to cease to exist, the Rishi Vishwamitra cursed them, and they killed themselves. So Krishna was able to remain separate from all of this karma, arranging for everyone else to perform the karma.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com/slash be here now today. To get ten percent off your first month, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. com be here now.
3: One of the things that happened while Krishna was king of Dwaraka is that he had a uh, a friend who he had not seen for many years, who had been his guru, Bhai, his fellow disciple at the ashram of Sandeepani Rishi. And this this, uh, fellow disciple was named Sudama. Sometimes he's called Kuchela, which means bad disciple. And he was a bad disciple because one day he stole Krishna's lunch and ate it himself. And Krishna just laughed it off, but the universe, this is a karma, you have stolen food from the universe and the universe now—it's the karmā. You're going to have to pay it back. So, Sudama himself was extremely unsuccessful in life. He was in terrible poverty, and he heard that Krishna was in the king as in Dwarka as the king. And actually, it was his wife who heard it first. And his wife, as soon as she heard it, went to Sudama and said, "Krishna is your friend. Go and." give him, ask him for a little something so we will not be completely penniless. And Sudama said, and his wife said, you must go now. And Sudama said, I cannot go empty-handed and we do not have anything. And his wife went out and begged four handfuls of poha. Poha is rice that has been uh, moistened and then flattened and dried. Poha is I like Poha, but Poha is very commonly what the what the people who have nothing. They often, it's sort of a, a, a tradition that they eat Poha. So here Sudama walks all of this way to Dwaraka. He's carrying his four handfuls of Poha. And he is um he he tells the guards that he is a Uh, a a fellow disciple of Krishna. They take him to Krishna's palace. Krishna rushes out to embrace him and sits him down, washes his feet, worships him, feeds him, asks about his life, but there's no talk about money. And so there's no talk about money. Sudama is not talking about money either. Krishna is not talking about money And so Sudama finally gives up, loses hope, and says, okay, I I guess it's time for me to leave. And Krishna says, didn't your wife send some present for me? And Sudama had forgotten all about it. So he took it from his clothing and Krishna grabbed hold of it. And first he ate one handful, and then he ate a second handful, and then he he was about to eat a third handful, but his wife, Rukmini, grabbed his hand because with the first handful, he had taken away all of Sudama's bad karmas from the past lives. From the second, with the second handful, all of the bad karmas from this lifetime. And with the third handful, he was gonna take care of all the bad karmas from his future lifetimes. And Rukmini said, if, if you let him eat that third handful, you will be giving me to him as your servant, and I'm not prepared to do that. so Krishna laughed and said, okay, all right. Then he said to Sudama, you can leave now. And Sudama now was extremely upset because Krishna has taken the the Poha, but he has not given anything in return. And and at, at this critical moment when he could have just said in his mind, Jeshu Krishna, I bow down to you. This is your will. Because Krishna makes it very clear. Krishna makes it very clear. Vishnu makes it clear that he will make his disciples be, if not penniless, then at least not rich. He will make them be not famous. He will make them not shine out in the world so they will focus on him. And out of Sudama's mouth comes the word kripana krupana in sanskrit means you miser you muckichus you 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 person who is who is greedy for your money krupana i my wife told me to come here to ask you for money and, and 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 you i you must have understood that at least you could have done something for her if you didn't want to do anything for me and of course, he forgot that he was the one who had stolen the food from Krishna all those years ago, but but he was not in his right mind. So he was walking back to his village and he was thinking in his mind all of what he was going to tell his wife about why he had not brought anything back from Krishna. But when he reached the village, he it was like it was like Yashoda seeing the universal form, except not quite as dramatic, because there was no hut where he used to live. Instead, there was a giant mansion. And his wife, who had been rat in rags when he had left her, now was beautifully dressed up and uh, and was all looking all beautiful and satisfied. And, and then he remembered the last thing that he had said. The last thing that he said to Krishna was to say that word, Kripana, the last thing that he said, and he remembered that, and he just sat down, and he interacted with his wife periodically, ate ate the food, but otherwise he would just sit all day long remembering Krishna, because that's what Krishna wanted him to do. In this case, Krishna had him become miserable first, and then made everything nice and calm, so he could sit and meditate. For some people, he makes them rich first, and then makes them penniless, but everybody, when they are fortunate enough to have some interaction with Krishna, Krishna will come to them, and then he will disappear, and then they will have to search for him. And ever since he disappeared from the world, and he disappeared from the world after a hunter called Jada, and that word in Sanskrit literally means old age. So when old age came and shot him in the foot, he said, ah, it's time for me to disappear. So he left the body and he went back to Goloka, where he lives, which is very difficult even for the gods to reach. In fact, the various gods were waiting and they were thinking, ah, when he leaves his body, we will welcome him back and we will have darshan of him in here in the astral world but in fact even though brahma the creator and indra were waiting for him to have his darshan he disappeared by a secret by a secret path and they were not able to follow him because he didn't want them to follow him he wanted them also to crave to connect with him so this is just a very few stories about of many many stories about krishna and all, all I think that remains to be said is to be said is J Shri Krishna.